Welcome to another episode of Women's Wealth, brought to you by CM Trading. Here we talk financial literacy and independence for women. My name is Titelaya Oyunson. Thanks for joining us. Now, in a world where women are redefining roles and shattering glass ceilings, this is your front row seat to all the action. And here are our highlights for today's show. On the vault today, we're looking at investing in bonds, sharing tips and getting to know the how and the why about that whole aspect of investment. And we're going to have a seasoned realtor and property broker in the house talking about strategies for increasing your income streams from a realtor's perspective. That is going to be a really interesting discussion on uh, our everyday exchange. Now we have for women's wealth management, we're talking cocoa and ways this particular commodity can help grow your wealth amongst many others. In the markets today, we're going to be having a chat with Dr. Fred to see how the markets are faring. And then when we come back, we'll kick off with our investment option for today on Women's Wealth Management. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, then it's time once again for us to open up our vault. I'm wondering about our secret for today. Whether you're going to agree with me or not. Yes, really interesting one. We open up our vault for this secret of the day. Investing in bonds. Bonds are interesting. They are debt securities that are issued by companies or governments. When you purchase a bond, you're essentially purchasing lending money to the issuer, and that promises to pay you back with interest. Now, why is it a money-making move? Bonds can provide a steady stream of income through regular interest payments, and they're generally considered less risky than stocks. However, stocks, bonds, can also be subject to market fluctuations. Now, the value of a bond can either go up or go down depending on changes in interest rates or the financial health of the issuer. It's important to understand the risks associated with different types of bonds, such as corporate bonds, municipal bonds, or even government bonds, and make sure that you choose bonds that align with your investment goals. In all, investing in bonds can be a great way to build wealth over time. But that's it from our vault today. There's still quite a few more money moves coming your way after this. You're watching Women's Wealth and it's time for the Everyday Exchange. Now, this is the segment of the show where we do a deep dive into the world of financial literacy for women. And our mission is to empower women with the knowledge and tools that they need to create and manage their wealth. But not just manage it, manage it effectively. I'm thrilled to have you join us today as we explore this topic. It's incredibly important for achieving financial freedom. Strategies for increasing your income streams. A realtor's perspective. Hmm. We have a realtor in the building, and it's important, especially in an era characterized by an ever-evolving market landscape, uh, one with economic fluctuations. Now, the role of a realtor has transformed into a multifaceted one. Gone are the days when a realtor's responsibilities were confined to simply just facilitating property transactions. Today, real estate professionals are challenged to think innovatively, adapt swiftly, devise ingenious strategies to maximize their earning potential. Our journey today will delve into the strategic paradigms that are reshaping the realtor's landscape, focusing on one crucial aspect, 
enhancing income streams. Without further ado, let's meet our guest for today. She is a remarkable one, nearly a decade of experience under her belt, making waves in the world of real estate like never before. She's made it her mission to guide individuals on their journey towards financial freedom with this power of investing she has. She's, she's a queen at it. Don't worry, you'll find out who she is right now. She is not only the founder of the esteemed agency, Lerato and Adams, but she has also established this trailblazing initiative known as Real Estate Dominoes Society. She is the one and only property broker based in the vibrant city of Lagos, Lerato. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Thanks um, for having me. I'm fantastic. It's great to see you, actually. Again? Long After time. How many years? Mm -hmm. Too many years. I think, we, I, think we're, we're, I think we've been doing this for quite a long time. Mm, we've, I think so. We've built such an interesting network yes. of friends, colleagues over the years. You need to let us in, in on to how it all began uh, for you. And how's it been since we last spoke? Hmm. So I would say that that's a very, that's, it's been a very interesting journey. Um, obviously filled with its ups and downs, as with anything else. Um, but as a realtor and playing in the real estate space, we've, as you said, as you said in the intro, mm. that was a beautiful intro, I must say. Thank you. That it has, we've had to evolve. We've had to evolve from the service of somebody, a client coming and saying, I want to buy a house. Okay. And then we're saying, this is the house. This house looks like this. The house, you know, it's here and you can pay this and then we're looking for when are you paying. Yeah. Our work has had to evolve from that to being able to actually validate and justify whether that mm. option that we are offering matches what the client does. Mm. One thing that has been a very valuable asset, I would say, to being able to help clients and investors to be able to make these purchases. Because yeah. this is going this is definitely the biggest purchase anybody anybody's going to ever make in their lifetime. I mean, imagine thinking that you're gonna put down such an amount of money for one property. I mean, yeah. you want to be sure that it's right. You want to be sure that it matches what you need. So having to work through all of that mm. has has had um, its own ups and downs. It has, has its intricacies and has, I would say on the whole, it has been a fulfilling time. I like it. I love that term, fulfillment. Yes. Um, anything that makes you money is fulfilling, if you ask me. <laughs> <coughs> well, yes, largely. Mm -hmm. I, would say that, I would say that. I mean, but there's also this fulfillment that comes from knowing that it's not just the money. So there's 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 a fulfillment of money. Like everybody would be happy when you just get this message or alert, and then you say, "Oh, money, yes, you, the smile comes." Yeah. But when you look at the fact that oh, this thing is making me money, and I was able to do something. Yeah. So there's this extra thing that you're able to do, especially with property. And for me, it's that is the fulfillment that I cherish the most. It's the fact that this family is going to be happy in their home. They're going to feel like it is home, not right. just say it is home. Okay. Because you know what they say, a house is not a home, but you make a house mm. into a home. You know, there's that. And then for people who are looking at not acquiring homes, but actually acquiring investments mm. as homes for other people, you're then saying, how do I ensure that the people they want to 
let the houses out to actually feel like that is home to them. So it's a lot of... It feels like you're especially more passionate about helping others uh, achieve this goal of not just owning property, but mm -hmm. being able to invest in it as well. But it had to take a while for you to get there. Oh, absolutely. Especially in a market like this, in a market like Nigeria. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it's just Lagos you've been, you know, focused on, but I know mm -hmm. that the property market has had its ups and downs, yeah. especially with uh, these things like the Omoniles and, you know, <laughs> having issues with yes. um, the state taxes, yes. documentation. Mm -hmm. How are you able to stay focused and passionate about this? Hmm. One thing I think that I have perfected is... I hold on to that one thing that makes me happy or that gives me that drive. And then I just keep taking every other point as, okay, this adds into this. So every line, every dot has to kind of like come into yeah. play. So if I know that I want to go from A to B, anything in between must connect. So okay. that, that, that has been one thing that has, you know, kept me going. Yes, there have always been these issues around the whole Amoniles, the... Mm titles the yeah. what i mean and those can those can drive you mad in okay. between but when you when i focus and i'll say i because i'm going to use myself as an example when i focus on the fact that all these things must work to be able to achieve that i then i mean i, I take solace in the fact that okay i'm going there by the time i'm done cleaning this up yeah. it will work and by the time i've done it one two three four times i'm finding better ways yeah. to make it work going forward so just like what you're saying, yeah. I've come a long way. Yeah. I've taken the process from what we were told mm. that real estate marketing or agency is, and I've started to find my own way in yeah. which it works to achieve the end goal. I want to help my clients to achieve wealth. I want to yeah. help them ma make money from what it is that they're buying. So working through the different things, yeah. the times that we think, oh, we made mistakes or we went wrong mm. have actually been lessons for me. It shows me, don't do this, yeah. try this. So I think it. we should backtrack and go to the ABCs. <laughs> okay. So for um, a newbie, yeah. a fresher, someone who wants to just jump into the real estate market, yes. someone comes to your, you know, to your office and yeah. basically says, okay, I I'm interested in this. Mm -hmm. I I'm thinking this might be good for me. Yeah. How can you tell if it's good for this individual and where do they begin? For me, it always starts from the why. Okay. Why, why would you? So... Mm. You walk in or you contact me and you say, I want to invest in real estate. The first question I ask you is why? All right. People are taken aback by that question because they're like, why not? Mm. Like I've had a number of people say, why not? Are you serious at all? There's and money I'm now. like, exactly, you okay. know? And I'm like, I'm actually serious. Mm. Why? Because if you think that you're coming into real estate because they say that there's money, you will, be, you will almost not make that money. Because you will come into it believing that, oh, all I have to do is buy the property. All I have to do is put the property on the market and I'm going to make the money. Okay. It doesn't work like that. So when people are able to understand their why, then okay. it helps. Now, getting to that why, yes, on your own, it, you may not be able to figure that out mm. until you're having a conversation with someone like me. And then I'm saying, why? You know, what are you looking for? What do you want it to do for you? You know, and then you can think through it and then you can work through the okay. and get to the point. So I would say that it will start with the why. Mm. After you understand the why, it would then be that you have to understand the steps or the process that you are going to have to work through to get to your why. 
it's wow. never a straight line. It's okay. never the same thing. Like if you come and somebody else comes, it's not the same for everyone. It's not going to be the same for everyone. Okay. It may be similar, but they may, there will always be mm. little changes in between. It kind of feels like uh, the same way. Maybe you, you um, let's let's say for a young girl and a young guy. Okay, you meet a guy. You know, oh. you date for a while. Yeah. Next thing is marriage. Yes. After marriage is kids. Yes. After kids, maybe you rent a bigger apartment. Yes. After that. Property now, isn't that it? Isn't that the process? So when you ask me why, I was like, that's the next thing on mm -hmm. the list. So it doesn't always have to be property, and for everybody, it may not be property. Um, there's some people who, again, remember what I said. I said it depends on your why. For some people, it would be I want to own the property, or okay. we want to own the property, or our life requires that we own the property. Those on one hand. Um, for some, it's going to be a case of we are so mobile that owning property in one place is going to be a burden. Okay. But we want to enjoy the dividends of property. Okay. So those type of people would be invested in property. Okay. And when you want to invest in property, you don't necessarily have to wait for all these other things that you've counted, okay. you know, to be, you know, along your path. Right. You could either start earlier or you could start mm. later, depending on when it is that you feel like, okay, I have the financial means to be able to do it. Because remember, it is quite financially tasking for anyone to even say, okay, True. I want to buy property. Because it's buying property is one step. Yeah. Keeping the property is another step. Maintaining the property is a different step. Yeah. And taxes would come in. There'll be liabilities. There'll be everything that just goes into it. So... It's a big picture and okay. it's a big expense. Okay. I always say it's a big step that people okay. need to take having truly thought through it. And mm. if not, you will just fall into the buckets of, I bought property, it's not working. And then I'm mm. like, oh no, real estate mm. investing is not working. Whereas okay. it's not the real estate investing that is not working. It's mm. the fact that you're not necessarily doing what's meant to help make it work. Yeah, so that's how it is. Okay, so you know, I want to jump back on the, the why. Yeah. Uh, but with reference to sort of diversification of income streams. Yes. For instance, um, I saw something on social media talking about McDonald's as a brand. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows McDonald's to be a restaurant. But yeah. then, you know, the, the reel goes on to say, look, they're not just a, a restaurant. Mm -hmm. They're also a real estate company. Actually, their biggest business is it, the real estate. Is the real estate. So yeah. the, they own the buildings yeah. that everyone comes to buy food from. Yeah. Um, and the value of the buildings goes up as yeah. soon as the McDonald's goes into those locations yep. and so on and so forth. Yep. Um, and of course, uh, they're, they're big on the stock exchange. Mm -hmm. They've made a name for themselves through food, but mm -hmm. then diversified their yep. income stream. Yeah. Um, and I'm making even more from that. Absolutely. So there are probably individuals watching right now, amazing yeah. women just like you and me, wanting to sort of diversify. What is the first step uh, to diversifying your income stream if you're looking at real estate? First step, I would say, would be knowing what your financial muscle is. How much do you have? Um, how much are you willing to commit on a consistent basis? Because it's not a one time and then you pull back you have to stay you have, have to, to stay, stay. you have to continue you wow. have to you have it's like it's like growing you take a first i mean you, you, as, a, as a child you are carried when you now start to crawl you then start to walk you start to, i mean so it's a consistent journey so for let's even use the mcdonald's as an yes. example they probably started off by selling donuts you know and mm. then they thought oh how do we make it work better and then they actually now bought that first location 
the location, they were able to leverage it, put the donut shop into it, rent out to other people. And then they see that, okay, it's making more sense yeah. as a business sure. on this, I mean, on this ground. So what they've then done is that they are getting rent, they're getting the business working, and then it, keep, it increases the value. So anybody who's going to go into investing in real estate, you're always looking to increase the value of your investment at every point in time, be it residential, be it commercial, be it social services. Your, your thought process always has to be, I've acquired it. How do I make it better? How do I make it work the most? How do I make it yield the most for me? And you will then be looking at your daily money, which would then be the income that keeps coming in daily, and then the value of the assets. So you're always going to be looking for how do I ensure that this thing becomes of more value to the community or the people that are going to use it? Because it's when that happens that the true value of your investment actually grows the so, most. So it's not really just about buying the property and waiting a few years to see if it's appreciated. It's a lot more <laughs> it's than that. It's a lot that. more. Because <laughs> even in that waiting, a lot of other things have to happen. So let's even take the whole that waiting process that you're talking about now. So you buy land, for example. Before that land can truly appreciate in value, it means that development has to move there. That growth. area has, growth has to come yeah. in. That area has to be developed infrastructurally. Yeah. People have to want to be in the area. And that is what's going to drive the value up because the value is only going to be about people wanting it. But does, does that have anything to do with me as an individual? I just thought of it as a side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> so, just one... What, 120 by 60 plots, you know, just so that my mother would leave me alone and be like, oh, okay, my daughter has land, has land. you know. I, so, I mean, yes. <laughs> so for people who don't want to be bothered by the intricacies, yes, I mean, that is what it's going to be for you. However, if you're thinking to create wealth or generate an income stream from that land that yeah. you don't want your mother to disturb you <laughs> over anymore. I mean, you ha it has to be able to work. Mm -hmm. Now, making it work doesn't always have to rely on you. Mm. And this is where I tell people, I say, you, just like you said, it's yeah. your side hustle. Yeah. You had the money, you put the money in it. Yeah. You've bought the first resource. Yeah. Now, making it work doesn't have to be your job. Mm. It can be someone else's job that you are just plugging in your resource mm. to. Okay. So let's think about it like um, somebody who is looking for a job, like a right. full ready, ready, ready job. A corporate or whatever, a young executive comes out and says, I am good at script writing, for example. Okay. And then says, how do I get paid for my script writing? You're going mm -hmm. to go looking for someone that needs to either improve their script writing yeah. or needs someone to help them script write. Yeah. What you're doing is you're adding value to that person and you're getting paid for it. So think about the land as the person who is a scriptwriter who goes looking for a job that wants to be paid by it. Essentially, that's kind of like the exchange that it is. So what this just, you know, exemplifies is the fact that people who come into real estate investing have to start to believe or understand the fact that real estate investing is a business. It's literally a job. Okay. So you are either going to be the silent job I mean, job employee, okay. or you're going to be the active job employee. Mm. So you come into it, but you must understand that it is a business. It is something that is yeah. and can okay. actually work. Honestly, I, I don't think I've ever truly understood it as a business. And I think we have to have a lot more further conversations mm -hmm. on 
the structure of it it, itself. Mm -hmm. But off the top of your head, if someone comes up to you and says, you know what, I want to go into real estate, Mm -hmm. is it a hard yes or a hard no? Um, And what makes you determine the answer to that question? In today's world, Mm. it's neither of the two. Oh, okay. Reason being that there are a lot of advancements technology, Uh people who have decided that this is the work that they want to do. So when I started my journey, I was selling land. I was Mm. selling houses. And for me, that was what I saw as my job. Mm. I saw that was, people want houses, people want land. I'm selling to you. That's my job. I'm doing my job. Marketing, essentially. However, over time, I've now found that there is a whole lot more value that can be provided along the real estate value chain. There is the value of being able to provide the houses, provide the land, provide that. But Mm -hmm. then there's also that bigger need of actually helping those things that have been provided to actually work and make money. That's where the sweet spot is, especially for me, because everybody's selling land, everybody's selling houses, but nobody is, or not many people, let me say, are really helping all of these people to make sure that these plans and these properties are actually working to help them make money. There's a presumption of, oh, you buy the house, then you put it on short lead, mm-hmm. or you put it up for rent. Who helps you manage when it's on short lead or when it's on rent? Okay. It's, it's classified as being passive, but it's only going to be passive when you, as the owner, don't have to work in it. Fantastic. means that somebody else is working. Somebody else is taking on all of that headache. And there is a lot of headache because, yeah. remember, you're dealing with many types of people. Okay. So, I mean, so that's why I say that, there is going to be that difference. It's not a hard yes, it's yeah. not a hard no. Okay. So the question then would be, are you willing to do it and mm. allow for someone else to help you? Wow. That would wow. then be it. Then that's where I would say, you, I mean, the answers and the discussion will go. Lerato, I don't think we have enough time on today's Absolutely show to finish not. this conversation, but there's obviously the doors and windows are always open for Absolutely. you to come back onto Women's to. Wealth. There's so much to learn, so much still yet to come on the show. Thank you so much thank for joining you so us much once again. Thank you for having me. I love what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. All right, we have loads to talk about, by the way. Uh, but before I go, there's still so much more coming your way right here on Women's Wealth. You're still watching Women's Wealth, brought to you by C. Trading. My name is Titalaya Oyinso and it's time for Women's Wealth Management. And in our investment corner today, we are focusing on cocoa. Now, did you know that the size of each cocoa contract on the NEMEX is 10 metric tons? Did you also know that the biggest producers of cocoa are Ivory Coast and Ghana, which together account for more than 60% of the world's output? Other major producers include Indonesia, Nigeria, Cameroon, Ecuador, and Brazil. Cocoa prices rallied over the past two months due to the recent heavy rain in West Africa, which has accelerated the spread of black cod disease, which actually affects the beans' quality and output. However, cocoa futures traded around $3,300 a tonne, down from the 12-year highs of $3,562 around August 2nd, and expectations of improved near-term supply availability in top grower Ivory Coast. Some really interesting information for you there if you decide to invest in cocoa.
Investing in cocoa can be intriguing as a choice for various reasons. It's a key ingredient in chocolate production, which has consistently high global demand as emerging economies grow and consumer preferences change. Now, the demand for chocolate products is expected to increase driving cocoa demand. Think about it. Valentine's Day, Christmas, birthdays, everyone is always buying chocolate. Steady growth is another great reason. Over the years, cocoa consumption has shown a steady increase as more countries develop a taste for chocolate and cocoa-based products. The demand for cocoa beans remains really robust. It's also limited in supply. As I mentioned earlier, cocoa production is vulnerable to weather conditions, diseases, and pests, leading to occasional supply shortages. And supply demand imbalance can lead to price spikes, making cocoa a really attractive investment option during such periods. For those that understand a little bit more about trading, they get what I mean. Commodities like cocoa can also serve as a hedge against inflation. The prices of goods and services rise, the value of the commodities can also increase, offering a great potential safeguard for investors like you. But this is the best part. Investors can choose to invest directly in cocoa futures, cocoa-related ETFs, or even in companies that are involved in cocoa and chocolate or confectionery businesses. This diversity allows investors to tailor their investment strategy to their risk tolerance and goals. That's our investment option for the day, ladies. Hopefully you learned something sweet. We're looking at the market update for the week. Up next, you're still watching Women's Wealth, brought to you by CM Trading. We'll be right back. It's time for us to find out what's happening in the markets. Are the markets in the green or in the red? Let's find out from Dr. Fred. So to open up an account at CM Trading, all you need is $100. However, keep in mind that it's just like starting a business. So it has to be something more than $100 and make it meaningful because that will increase your chance of succeeding in your trading. Now, keep in mind, there are very low costs or almost no costs really involved in trading the financial markets. There is zero commission and only to facilitate the trade, you are charged the spread. Otherwise, there's really no cost. Besides an internet line and a computer or a mobile phone, which generally most people have anyway. So trading the financial markets is really relatively a very low cost endeavor to get into. We've come to the end of this episode of Women's Wealth. Follow us on our social media platforms at Women's Wealth on TV. My name once again is Titilayo Oinsong. Bye for now.